Welcome to Galaxy of Dice Campaign 1, a Star Wars 5e podcast. I am your Dungeon Dark Lord John Garrett. Please join me, Patrick Stone as Kobak Tadi, Pamela Garrett as Denisio Roslam, Anna Stone as Amissa Anima, Jesse McCormick as Brony the Hutt, and Christopher Hess as Rolam Shmoo in our continued adventures of intrigue and idiocy on the moon Bathor Prime. Let's get into it. Welcome to Galaxy of Dice, episode 20. Um, this is going to be a special episode where we're just going to pretty much be chit-chatting about, uh, about, you know, our fandoms, kind of why, why we chose to do a Star Wars 5e podcast rather than, you know, because we're also, we're also Dungeons and Dragons nerds. Um, we've got um, all sorts of nerdy feelings, so yeah. Um, my name's John. Um, I'm your Dungeon Dark Lord, uh, and uh, I have a pretty deep knowledge of Star Wars. I got really into Star Wars when I was probably about ten or eleven when uh, Episode One came out. Uh, my parents were not uh, nerds. We did not. I did not see the original Star Wars trilogy until after I'd already seen Episode One. So Episode One has a special place in my heart. Um, it is the episode that brought me into the Star Wars fandom. Um, and uh, not to be too contrary, but Episode Seven nearly took me out of it. Um, I. Uh, also, Disney's acquisition of Star Wars didn't didn't help. Um, I was a huge Legends fan, um, which was canon back then. It was the expanded universe. Um, so that's where we live um, at uh, Galaxy of Dice is in the expanded universe. Um, so the new the the first order is not in our in our history. It is the Second Rise of the Empire, the Grand Admiral Thrawn taking over, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, so, I guess to start with, let's just see what everybody's background in Star Wars, if you have any. It's fine if you don't. I know some of you don't have a background in Star Wars, so we'll just, I'll go to my right, um, to Mr. Christopher S. Hi there, <clears throat> I'm Christopher Hess. I play Rollum Smoo, and honestly, and the table's gonna hate me for this, I'm not that big of a fan of Star Wars. I, I watched the original trilogy, my dad was a big fan of it, but he was more of a Trekkie, but sorry nerds, I'm not a Trekkie either. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not that I have a problem with science fiction in general, I do like it, and it's and this, what we're doing right here in the podcast, is definitely keeping my interest. What, what, what was that, Rancor? Good talk. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, no, but I, I like the idea of fantasy and weaving a tale. Uh, weaving a nutso tale. If you couldn't tell from my uh, character, Rolam, here. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm kind of all over the map with nerddom. Uh, being a music teacher, uh, music's probably my biggest nerddom. Uh, you know, pre F in the chat for my kids whenever I get on a tangent some musical history fact. Although it is really funny to watch their eyes glaze over. <laughs> uh, actually, my favorite fantasy lore I have to say is vampire lore. Particularly from the world of darkness and Nosgoth. I'm still holding. I'm one of those holding out for the Legacy of Kane series to get a remaster. Right on. Yeah, uh, and I love. I mean, I think we all love fantasy. We we started uh, playing the tabletop play. We started playing was D and D. Um, but there's just for one, I wanted something new. Um, I really love Star Wars, and I feel like there's a lot of good tales out there from Star Wars. Um, 
and I feel like there's a lot of D&D podcasts out there. So I, I wanted us to have something new and different, and uh, it's not necessarily new, but it is different, and it is all headcanon for me, so um, we'll go move on to uh, Mr. Patrick Stone. Hi, I'm Patrick Stone. I play Kovac, um, and I have always been a huge uh, fantasy and sci-fi nerd. Uh, I started with uh, the episode uh, four, five, and six, uh, so those hold a, a more special place for me than the uh, the newer ones. Most people did, yeah. Um, and then the new series didn't turn me off as much as it did you. I'm still not a huge fan of it, but I love sci-fi lore, so, I, yeah. Uh, also, Trekkie. Uh, I, yep. I love Star Trek yep. stuff. Fantasy, D&D, all that. My Star Wars lore is... Uh, it was it was up there, but I'm developing it a whole lot more now that we've been doing this podcast. It's uh, reignited the fire for uh, the Star Wars universe. Um, I'm almost through book two in what is it, The Path of Darkness? Yes. Yes. And that's something I want to do. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, it's uh, the, Dar- the Darth Bane trilogy. Yes, Darth Bane trilogy. Um, and that's something that we're going to do we're going to do a star wars book club um the first book we're going to do is uh um darth bane's path of destruction uh because darth bane is my favorite sith lord uh i find that uh, being a large man myself um i it's always hard because in a lot of fantasy and a lot of sci-fi and a lot of sci-fantasy the they just any large person is always depicted as being dumb and strong, uh, just dumb and strong, dumb and strong. And Darth Bane is one of those that is always been uh, a he's a <laughs> he's a large and intelligent and manipulative and just super awesome uh guy so that is something that we uh that we have uh planned for the future hey thank you rancor um but yeah so uh did you want to say anything brony no no tell us uh how much star wars you've seen two movies yeah yeah bro so Jesse, uh, who plays Brony, uh, he hasn't seen a lot of Star Wars, but I hope that you're having a good time playing. Yeah. And uh, he's learning. He's learning with some of the other people because I know Amissa Anna Stone. She is not a Star Wars nerd at all. I think she knows a very small amount. Not to speak for her, but I don't think she knows. Um, a lot about Star Wars. She, but she knows there's lightsabers, there's good and bad Jedi. I don't even know if she knows what if Sith versus <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it just the the story that we're trying to weave is not meant to be a gatekeepy kind of. Oh, if you don't know Star Wars, you can't listen. It's it's just. All it is is just lots of fun story with a Star Wars skin to it, right? Though well, I will admit, if it if there was somewhere in Legends of an accountant Twi'lek working for a hut that was in a noise band playing the bulldozer, I'd probably start reading the expanded universe. Yeah. And you could just imagine that there's one in every <coughs> cantina. Um, So, uh, did you want to talk to me? Yeah, so I started. Who are you? I play Garrett. I play Danny. 
And my first experience with Star Wars was as a kid, I watched the original three. And so my uncle was huge into sci-fi. And I know he watched both Star Wars and Star Trek. My dad was more Star Trek, so I got a little bit where I'd, you know, watch it if it was on. I've never been like super loyal to anything. I'm good with as long as it's got a good story, I'll watch it. Oh. But most of my fantasy comes from, you know, things like Harry Potter. I know that's gonna be for some people like really. Oh uh, no, a lot, lot. There's lots of Harry Potter love out there, and there is Game of Thrones. You know, that's where a lot of my major interest lies. Is those two? I'm not the. I watched the episode one, two, and three, and I like those. But. The new stuff I haven't really watched a whole lot of because uh, it puts me to sleep. I'm old. <laughs> well, and I think we we both enjoyed The Mandalorian. I like The Mandalorian. Um, I, didn't, I don't think I'm up to date on it. Um, I enjoyed The Mandalorian quite a bit. The Book of Boba Fett, um, as of recording this, has, has done its first season. Um, and... It wasn't bad. It's not the Boba Fett that I remember from, you know, the Legends lore. But, um, I still find, like, there's a lot there. And my mom used to watch Star Trek too. so, uh, The Next Generation. Uh, so we watched, so I'd watch The Next Generation, but, um, my dad watched Westerns, and my dad is the one that always, my dad got the TV, so that's who got the TV. So whatever he wanted to watch is what we were watching. Um, I'm so, a sucker for a good western. Yeah, uh, yeah, those old spaghetti westerns. So that's kind of that's kind of the long, Doctor Who. Oh yeah, Doctor Who. I would who. love to spin Doctor Who into Star Wars. Well, <laughs> I mean, we can do that. Aliens, I just—they're all out there in the galaxy. You know, maybe in a in a in a destruction sequence that uh, we could use a few food for our uh, organization. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I could. Uh, we have we have free reign over this world. This is this is non-canon. It's uh, you know, Bathor Prime is not even a real moon. Um, I did pick a. It's real to us. An actual, yeah, it's... I picked an actual planet to have it orbiting. It's a gas giant. I can't remember the name of it right this second. Um, and, I mean, even the story is a little bit like a stretch of the imagination for Star Wars mythos because Chiss don't settle off of the homeworld. But... It, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm just trying... Uh, we're just... I wanted something new, I wanted something different, and I wanted something that we could all have fun with. Uh, and, and then I hope, you have creative control over. Yeah, but I, and, you know, set it far enough in the future uh, so that we don't have to worry about, oh, but when is this person going to show up, and, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, now, since, I mean, The Mandalorian is canon with Grogu, and Grogu is of a species that can live for a thousand years. And I didn't realize when we started playing, which I think we've all learned more about huts um, <laughs> it, while doing this podcast than uh, any of us knew before. And I knew quite a bit before. But the fact that huts are super long-lived. And, like, you don't... Brony is, as a, an adolescent is the same age he would have been born at the fall of the empire thank you rancor <laughs> and by the next episode i think the rancor will have his uh um oh i don't want to have that one put back in the training pen yeah yeah that that kennel i ordered should arrive here in the next couple of days for him <laughs> 
Oh, uh, it should? I was getting ready for the, the nap time spray. Chloroform <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly easy to make. Uh, we will not give. On Facebook. Yeah, no, no <laughs> citing the Anarchy Cookbook on a podcast. I, I wasn't going to say the name of things. God damn it! Now I've got to put explicit content tag on this. <laughs> um, Spoiler: I wouldn't actually chloroform a child. I, I'd let him chloroform himself. You know, the fact that you have Sunday. to say that <laughs> chloroform themselves. Yeah. This is getting worse before it gets better. All right. <laughs> I would not chloroform a child. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we've all got a uh, basis in in uh, stories, and I think uh, Patrick uh, has has DM'd before. Uh, uh, Pamela has DM'd before. Uh, Chris is DMs. currently DMing. Yes. Um, Anna has also attempted to DM, so it's um, it's a really yeah, it's it's one of those things that, and in the future, I hope that you know we can do some one shots where you know you guys are are running a little one shot. Um, we have plans for the future after this campaign ends, but I mean this campaign could be. I mean it depends. We got a on, whole gang to take down. So. You know, you got a whole gang to take down, a whole planet to explore. I mean, they um, conquer and own. Destroy! I think you guys have all set up, set down your roots. So now you're like, okay, well, we're not going anywhere now. So let's get uh, let's get after it. I don't think Roland is worried about going back to Nalhutta, and Brony is definitely just um, enjoying the freedom to smash. Yeah, and not be concerned about who's telling. Because I mean, so far nobody has tried to rein in Brony. So, who knows? I don't feel like he's gone too far. Like, he's done what we've needed him to do, so. He was real close with the murder of the kid. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been... I, I think, I, I think uh, several of us at the table were prepping to uh, have to, to restrain a raging pot. God, that would be quite the battle, wouldn't it? Trying to fight him. Ugh, yeah. I don't want to have to fight Well, I know, because I've thought, oh man, there's a couple times where I've set up these these deadly encounters, and they're deadly. Deadly encounters. And Brony rolls through it like, and? <laughs> and? Brony bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think one of the things that's locking out for him is we haven't encountered any of the... Uh, "Quote unquote caster types in yeah well in caster types uh hey oh you made the rank or angry um caster t- the rancor is now not using its hands to eat and it's just shoving its face along where it was delivering Legos to me in its mouth earlier uh, well the rancor is my uh, my son, uh, he, his name is John, he is, uh, he will be playing with us soon enough, but, uh, He's only 20 months old. Yeah. He's not even two years old yet, so we gotta wait a little bit longer before he starts raging, uh, well, and, himself. But Brony also rolls really well. I know. Every time. Yes, just about, and it doesn't matter the dice, because we, I know some people might think that maybe Brony is, uh, like, he's got loaded dice or something like that. Brony switches up dice almost every single game, and still rolls amazing. Plus, Brony uses his abilities more than I think anybody else does. He's like, what, what can I do? I'm going to go into a frenzied rage so I can get my extra attack just right off the bat. Frenzied Rage right now, and now I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna take that Reckless Attack because I can take as much damage as I want. He's got a high constitution, so he's just a fountain of hit points on top of his damage reduction, and then, um, with the Star Wars 5e, which I want to talk about a little bit too, um, it's a little bit different than Dungeons and Dragons 5e, just because 
there's no. there's much more. Uh, hey, hi. stop! Oh, now you done stop. did it. Rancor, got fish. Fish. Um, there's much more customization to Star Wars 5e. It's it's I would say it is a more difficult game to learn, but I also feel like it is much more rewarding because it allows for your character to be like pretty insane about like how strong they are, stuff like that. Whereas in D&D, you can be you can be pretty high level and still be like this just a an inch away from death at all times. Whereas in this, I feel like I could probably throw something at you that would be like, uh oh, hey, can you not let him touch all that stuff over hey. there? I don't know. I don't know what he's Let's grabbing. Nope. He's grabbing the uh, fairy. Cat. Okay. They lost an ear. It's okay. No more. Hold on. You broke it. I've got to fix it. You decapitated it. Um, sorry, everybody. Like I said, uh, and this is just kind of an interim, um, losing, uh, uh, having Anna out this week, uh, and, you know, giving us more time to build this empire, which is another, is a really interesting thing that's part of Star Wars 5e, is the organizations, whereas in D&D, I haven't seen any, like, function for like building an organization oh. yeah that's right I haven't seen it either so I know if it was there my players would uh, definitely bring it up especially our dark lord here with his broken ass paladin I know <laughs> so in, a, uh, in Chris's campaign uh, I play a paladin um, which I guess we can shift to D&D because we all really love D&D um, I think. You really love D&D? &D? Oh, yeah. Fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I but, wish I had the ability to remember all the little details like you guys do. I write them down scrupulously. I I just remember. I that There's just something in my brain that's like, oh, here's all this. Like... Um, all the lore from all these different creatures and things like that. Uh, I know it comes from reading a lot of fantasy books. And yeah, which I mean, I've read, um, I've read almost every single Dragonlance book multiple times. I've uh, only read a few of them multiple times. But I and then read, but I mean audiobooks. Yeah. So it's. But. I, I break... I love the, the classes that most people don't want to play. You know, I love a paladin. Because a paladin doesn't have to necessarily be the uh, the cop yeah, character. I think it, it's one of those things that people put too much of their own ideas of what a paladin should be. Instead of going like, hey, a, your code of ethics is your code of ethics. It's not... It doesn't have to be the law of the land. It's your law. Yeah. So you stand up for what you believe in. That's it. But too many people, I think, nowadays have just got this idea of, well, you've just got to do what the... Yeah, yeah. They do the, the lawful stupid route. Yeah. And my favorite, favorite characters to play have always been gnomes. Yeah. I love playing a gnome. I think they're fun. I think they're... Annoying. Oh. <laughs> See, and I, I know a lot of the, the paladin part comes from, you know, they're characterizing most lore as holy warriors, warrior priests, divine things. And in 3.5, they were. But not anymore. Now you got your codes. Yeah. Well, and like, um, the character I play is Shield. He's a, a path, or is an oath of redemption paladin. And so he believes in trying to allow for anybody to have their own chance. 
Um, however, if they they have a couple, you know, it's a three strike rule. You have three chances. If you're, or like there's some things that are just innately evil, and they come from like the nether world and that kind of stuff. So those kinds of things can't be reasoned with. You know, devils cannot be reasoned with. Demons can't be reasoned with. You know, understanding that those kinds of things can't be reasoned with, that they make their own. I feel like Danny kind of has that stuck-up paladin type feel to her. Yeah, I would say Danny. Danny is. Cause I've still got that. I'm a cough, even though I'm not actually a cough anymore. Yeah, and I think part of what Danny is. What Danny's going through is just a life of of being disrespected and being turned down on and being told that you should shouldn't be treated that way. Um, but also being told not to stir the pot and just keep your head down. And I'm I, I'm eager to see what a being a crime boss is gonna do to her. Yeah, well, especially because she won't call it a gang, it's an organization. I'm sure she will eventually. It's gonna, there'll be a tipping point where she's gonna realize, like, yep, I'm a gang boss. That's what this is. Right. It'll probably be after, like, a summary execution. Fair. Or, like, uh, having to deal with a traitor in their midst. Yeah. Or something like that. Or, you know, because, I mean, this is not anything that I'm planning, but Danny does have a family. I know, and that's my entire goal, is to be able to let my dad open his restaurant back up. You know, I just want a safe place that, you know, my family can go back home to, and... Oh, we, can, we can have him move down here into the slums with us. No, we'll, open we'll, we'll reopen the diner. They, we just have to have a consistent cut so it doesn't have another accident. Dad's... <laughs> That's the entire reason I became a cop was because the cops kept coming and getting their cut to make sure it doesn't have an accident. But now it's real protection money. <laughs> well, and it's one of those things that do you actually charge one of the bosses for their own operation? Of course. So I mean. that's, I think, if we get to the point that I find out that, like, Rolum is having people pay us for protection, I think that might really trigger Danny. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of those things. But I don't know that Rollum is... I don't know that Rollum's in the protection racket. No, forgery's more his style. And, and cooking like, books. I think... This is just me. My idea of Rollum is... And even all the characters. I don't even think Brony is like... Well, Brony is probably the... He was going to kill a kid. Yeah, Brony is probably... <laughs> <laughs> Brony is probably the, the one that's like... I mean, why shouldn't they pay us not to destroy their building? But I don't think anybody else within your upper brass... Your current upper brass is in the mindset of... Well, we should take advantage of people in that, you know, sense... No, nope. uh, Kovac is definitely not going to, uh... I don't think he'd be down with hurting innocent people for money. Rome yeah. is definitely not a fan of it. What, what he views as criminals, you know, drug addicts, these people, uh... He's okay with hurting them. They've yeah. made their choices. They've made bad choices. Well, bad there we guy. go. Split the diff. Protection racket on the unscrupulous yeah. businesses. I, I am perfectly cool with beating down the drug dealer for not giving us a cut. But I'm not going to beat down, you know, the pharmacist Danny's dad. Or Danny's dad. You know that pharmacist that helped, that helped yeah. mod you? Yeah. The people in, uh, in Sec 1. Those are the people that Danny is really, like, wants to champion for. And the I've, working class, she wants to, you know... And so far, you guys have really built towards that style. We're a um, gang of the people. <laughs> but it was... That's also something I've been talking to uh, Pam about, is that I like to... I don't like to just let you guys be the hero. You have to act like the hero. You've got to... You have to decide you're going to be the hero. 
Like, what you mean I can't slaughter with careless abandon and still be called a hero? Absolutely not. What? Because <laughs> that's one of those things that, and like when I try when I play in campaigns, I do my best not to murder hobo. Like that's one of the things that, if that's what you want to do, that's where uh, Rollum uh, talking into the guy to join us. It's like. You know, that was a really good way to go about that. Yeah, which, spoiler alert, was in the last episode, if, just in case you jumped in on 20. But, yeah, no, it's, like, and then the DM allowing for that option. I mean, because you've also got to have, well, a DDL, because that's what I'm calling myself, is the Dungeon Dark Lord, because I also don't, mm -hmm. but Wizards of the Coast it just got D&D Beyond, and I think they're loosening up on their copyright of... Dungeon Master, because there was a big thing for a while, um, like really? in, yeah, because GURPS the, uh, and a lot of other systems in their literature they have to call it Game Master, because uh -huh. if it was called Dungeon Master, um, the Wizards of the Coast would be litigious. But I don't think they're that way anymore, especially with all of the the podcasts and stuff like that. And I think the most. Of I, th I think mm. most, uh, yeah, because D&D has definitely exploded um, in the last ten, five, five years. Yeah. Five, yeah. I think five years. Since 5e came out. Because 5e is a super accessible um, version. It is. It's very roleplay focused. Yeah. And that's, you know. But you also have to um, give that... And it's got, I think it's got really good combat, too. Oh, yeah. It allows for, especially when you're... It's a lot more streamlined. Yeah. You look like you want to say something. Oh, no. I was just picking up dice and rolling them in my hands. Stop, uh, stop rolling your dice under the table, Patrick. It's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, You know you like it. Uh, we're, we're not talking about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I hope you guys just want to continue to grow with us. Uh, we're we're having lots of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of fun. It's a lot on my plate too, because I've decided there's a giant planet, and trying to figure out what's in every nook and cranny of this planet is. A little bit maddening, um, especially when when a Twi'lek decides to go talk to a bank. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, that's one of the huge, the biggest complaints about episode one is how there's a banking episode. Like the entire thing is banking. It's like, how do you make that interesting? Well, instead of just having them talking about banking, why not having them trying to convince the banker that it's worth their time to be uh, um, to allow for your materials to pass through there, you know, and so on and so forth. I mean, I hope I made it a little bit entertaining. I know Rollum does. Rollum's everybody's favorite character. I thought Brony was. Um, I should just because your mother prefers Rollum. <laughs> I mean. Brony does have some choice moments, and they are beautiful. Yeah. No, he's really quick sometimes. And, you know, he gets... Jesse really gets into the combat a lot, I think. I think he really enjoys the combat, and that's why, you know, I've got to try and, try and work on giving a little bit of that every now and again, which was why I, I'm like, okay, so we'll roll a random encounter... Uh, table. Okay, I got a random encounter. Now, what random encounter do I want to go into this? And, you know, it being like, okay, well, you know, this is my thought process at the beginning of that episode was, if you get a random encounter, who would be going after you? Well, it'd be thugs from the gang, you know, mm -hmm. those, or Brony slaughtered, slaughtered. A Trandoshan boss. There was a, a boss in that the room, That's and right. then then you guys just dumped the body in an alleyway. Yeah, I never did get a chance to go back and throw my grenade on the corpses. That's, That's right. right. That was my plan for disposal. Was just 
And the animals took care of them. Yeah, I mean, you heard, they heard some animals. Um, I would say that's probably, uh, Gobek had a pretty good idea of the fact that you probably shouldn't be giving animals, like, putting out these kinds of things for the animals that nearly killed you and Amissa. Well, well, they got Amissa low enough that a a grenade to the a uh, grenade blowing up at her feet um, nearly killed her, but almost instantly, almost insta kill too. And Amissa, uh, I mean, you're talking. We if we go back to like the the very first episodes that we did um, when you guys were first like starting to roll into them, which I understand are kind of hard to listen to. The audio quality is not perfect. But I hope you guys do listen to them. Um, but um, the group went to Miss's apartment to get Ushi, and oh, nobody Stop thought toy. nobody's thought that oh well they want us dead. We definitely shouldn't check anything. <laughs> but it's it's every party's you know first issue is should I check it for traps? Not even in their head. But Until that first like... trap goes off. Well, excuse me. I just had it stuck in my head that my boss left me for dead. <laughs> I know, and I feel like realistically, I mean, she was just worried about that stuffed animal, so she wasn't thinking. Yeah. We were all just kind of following, like, okay, she's off. Let's follow. Let's. <laughs> so none of us were really thinking at that point. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. And it's one of those things that as you guys have been growing... That's kind of the the gist of it. Where Danny's now kind of paranoid yeah. from these different things. Well, you know, you can uh, Danny's either going to lean into the paranoia or let herself kind of relax back down. And which is actually the paranoia is actually part of my uh, not class, but background. Background, yeah. I mean, was it the bad feeling? Oh, I've got a bad feeling about this. I think where that's part of the operative. The operative, yeah. yeah, where, you know. Oh, uh, Danny's the harbinger trope in our adventure. <laughs> but I think paranoia. that's. I think, uh, like, I've got a bad feeling about this. I think that it's got, like, a role to it, too. So the. When you're trying to make a decision, I think, because there's something like it in 5e that allows you to... Like danger sense type stuff? Yeah, like a danger sense type thing. Well, and like it's you the can, one that lets me on initiative. Oh. I can move. Oh, it allows you to hide on initiative. Yeah. Move it to cover. And so on and so forth. Yeah. And I have been doing... I know there's a couple episodes where we've had cover... They have been factoring it in. I just don't say that I'm factoring it in um, for anybody out there. That's and again, we're just trying to have fun. We and we're putting this out in hopes that uh, other people in the community find it fun and want to join us in this adventure and want to listen to us enjoying ourselves and you know, you know, build a little fun community that's that. Whether you love Star Wars or you just love tabletop RPGs, um, I know that there's some people that are hardcore. There's other Star Wars systems, uh, tabletop systems, and like all things in Star Wars, there is a huge, huge like debate on what is the best. Oh, I can't believe you're playing that one. Why aren't you playing this one? And so on and so forth. And I just want to get it out there that. We just want to have fun. Star Wars 5e is the easiest thing to do because we all have a background in Dungeons & Dragons 5e. All of us know how to play Dungeons & Dragons 5e. So, kind of limping into Star Wars 5e um, makes it so much so much easier. Yeah, it's, it's more streamlined. It's easier to understand and we're not doing... And that doesn't mean that like as we go on, we aren't willing to try other systems. Like I wouldn't mind doing a Starfinder, like oh, I love mini Starfinder. 
Mini, yeah, I, and you, I loved, I played a dog in your, in your Starfinder campaign, like a dog person. See, and I know nothing about Starfinder. Yeah, Starfinder is, Starfinder is D&D in space, is, it's literally D&D in, it's Pathfinder in space. Pathfinder is the, a redo of D&D. Um, 3.5, I think? Yeah. 3.5, yeah. yeah. And you know, that's Re- redo and expand it because they had uh, they went heavy on customization for that. Yeah, nice. and that's what I kind of liked about. That's why I like Star Wars. Pathfinder is that the one that you were playing with? No, we were playing. Um, what were you guys playing? The the uh, vamp uh, the Chronicles of Darkness. World of Darkness. World of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, we were playing World of Darkness, yeah. um, which I also like. But that is that is super fiddly for. Uh, Oh, well, and to be fair, we weren't playing World of Darkness right in that campaign. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, it was it was a lot of like I was a regular human, and all these everyone else was like a Frankenstein and a werewolf and a and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, so how how is my human character supposed to like do anything when we're just. <laughs> when you've got all these overpower yeah and world of darkness is definitely one of those things that you all are the same thing you all have to be kind of the same yeah the the power is too different is you got a human versus you know the supernatural things that it takes a whole party of humans to fight yeah yeah love the dynamic here's the vampire here's the werewolf here's kevin (laughs) (laughs) no he was a southern preacher he did, uh, he he was Cassius. Really good. I believe I named him Cassius. What, what, was he the, one of those uh, one of those uh, snakes in the church type? Yes. Oh. Yeah. No, he was definitely he like. I really enjoyed that character. That was a good character. Yeah, and he, he was, was a misogynist. Oh yeah, of course. Like so, any proper Southern preacher. Shit. Which which uh, <laughs> really graded on some of the other play people were playing with that were hardcore uh, feminists. Um, well, me calling them girl and. Excuse me, the men are talking. <laughs> well, I mean, they warn in a lot of the World of Darkness uh, source books that it's about discussing big issues, and sometimes plot will get uncomfortable. Yeah, well, and that's... that's, that's at least a, it says that in VTM 5E. That's something we're not going to be tackling here on Galaxy of Dice, is hardcore issues. No, no we're I'm just... making a political stance right now. Beans. <laughs> Beans. Well, and that's, you know, I've stated, my character's a racist. Because. We don't take kindly to you lizard folk. That's just it. You're going to find people in any species, I guess speciesist would be more of a. Call it carefully here. Call it what you want, hashtag. You're a xenophobe. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to be putting uh, a uh, marker here. <laughs> that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think it's unrealistic for me being on a planet where I've run a restaurant with my family and some of these species have come in and been a little bit more snippy or bossy than other species. <laughs> That's why I like to try to give my characters some of that, um, I don't want to say darker, but the the grittier backgrounds. Not going for the emo feel, but like Kobat. He's an orphaned kid. Uh, yeah, he, he's an orphaned kid, and he's a drug addict. Those are a lot of things that you don't normally see. And it's also one of those things that knowing you personally, um, you have a background where at one point you had some struggles in your past. You know about these things. You know, I myself had my own struggles. That's why I put them into the gameplay. Because it allows you to get a little bit deeper into what you're doing. You know, and not saying that that Pam is a racist, because Pam is not a racist. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you taking something that you see in your environment, putting it into a, the darker backstory... Um, and then being able to expound on it and develop it and work through it, 
I mean, it can help a lot of people. Yeah. It can help you work through, you know, the things that you're going through. I mean, you know, Brony is, Brony's character, or Brony, Brony's player is still fairly young. Jesse is still a younger gentleman uh, compared to the other people at the table that are in their mid to late 30s. Um, and, you know, but Brony is also lots of fun. But what were you going to finish? Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. It's uh, the, at least in my mind, happy people don't go risk their lives for just random shit. Exactly. Well, and it's it's the hardest part of, I mean, outside of, that's why I liked uh, Dragonlance. Because the kinder, they just have this sense of exploration. It's joyful exploration. They just want to go out, they want to have, have an adventure, and that's it. But that's their entire life. They want their entire life to be adventure. He is my favorite character. Tasselhoff Burfoot. Yeah. And he is who I based most of my gnomes off of when I play a gnome. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that, you know, right now, you know, I'm happy in my life. Why the hell would I risk, risk going and chance dying, chance, you know bankrupting my family, leaving my wife and children to fend for themselves while I go out and have my adventure, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, I mean, but that's what that Black Flag show, or not Black Flag, um, there's a pirate one with Taika Waititi. No idea. Um, I can't remember, but, uh... Oh, the silly one? Yeah. Our flag means death. Our flag means death. Yes. <laughs> See, and I haven't been watching it. Like I've been binge watching anime, but not a ton of TV. So that, I mean, it looked cool. I started watching the first episode and then got pulled away for something, and I still just haven't gone back to it. Yeah, and I watched the first few episodes, and it's definitely one of the uh, like spoilers for our flag means death. Um, but I mean, they go over this in like the first episode. The the dude wants. He wants adventure. He feels like he's suffocating in his life. He's pathetic. And he just wants adventure. So he just abandons his happy family and goes on adventure and uh, is terrible at it. Because he's had no adversity in his entire life. You know, people that go through adversity tend to deal with adversity in a better way. So... I mean, it's it's something that we've been talking, we've heard a lot of lately. Is like, you know, if a paper cut is the worst uh, pain, pain you've ever, ever felt, felt, well, that's the worst pain you've ever felt. Yeah. But that's still pretty, like, on a scale of one to ten, it's a ten. For the love of God, it's a ten. Yeah. I'm squeezing my finger right now. Our viewers, I know, could see that. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, you know, once we get a little bit bigger, we can start doing like recording and. Um, you know, I think it was kind of a challenge start because you, you know, I know you had a s idea at the start of this campaign. You wanted a couple of us to be cops, and I don't watch a whole lot of cop shows. I don't. That well, that's very much a challenge to play a cop when I have no. <laughs> well, and it's it's more just like play what you think a cop would do. Like, it's okay for you not to, um, and, you know, that's anybody in we a role play. horrible cops. Well, uh, cops are just people, too. That's why you have good ones and shitty ones. Yeah, <laughs> is that they're just people. They're just trying to do what they think is best. You know, assaulting somebody for running down an alleyway is probably not the best way to go about that. But, you know, whatever. It's It was, it's on, it's on you to, to, you know... To build your character, how just because your your person your character happens to have the job of a cop, you know, so there's lots of cops become cops for all sorts of reasons. You know, some become cops because they want to help people. Some become cops because there's a good pension working for the, you know, or whatever. And then some become cops because they want to. Be the boss. Be the boss. They want to people to have to listen to them because a lot of people in their life never listen to them. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that, um, just like Kovac being a drug addict. Well, 
why is he a drug addict? Well, because he was dampening his force powers, you know? He's not a very good drug addict, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> you you caught him when he was, like, on, he's starting on the mend. He was a pretty good drug addict before then. Just barely scraping by, getting enough drugs to... My god, does adrenaline replace your drugs? Because it feels like it does. Well, no, because I've been, like, uh, he's been having me do, like, stealth rolls or sleight of hand and stuff when I'm doing drugs to see if you guys have noticed me. Uh, okay, because I'm like, I feel like I never see you do drugs. Yeah, and that's because we, we've we got it, you know, I also believe in a little bit of, like, secrecy um, between players. And it also, I mean, it means secrecy to the audience, but, like... I'll say little things like, um, you're starting to feel kind of sweaty, or you're, you know, starting to feel a little, it's been a few days, you're, you know, saying how many days, because in the campaign, you guys have only had, been at it for a week, for a seven day, seven day week. I mean, I don't, I haven't decided on the cycle period, but it's, the weeks are based on the galactic calendar, so I'll just have to go in and figure out how long the galactic week is, because that's how they run their cycles, is on the galactic, on the galactic basic time frame. So, you know, but there's, a, you know, a dimming of light, of the, the fluorescent lights, when things get, you know, and you guys haven't gone to a place that the lights are just out. Except for when they force shut off the lights around the diner to try and lure you stupidly back in. Luckily, um, you didn't manage to escape from those two officers. And uh, you failed horribly at escaping from those two officers. But... I know. You mean when she abandoned her party? Yes. Yeah. After the the <laughs> second day that you guys have been to the, together. Abandoned like, a bunch of people that I didn't hardly know. And then my co-officer who almost got me killed for trying to go get a stuffed animal. Yes, yes, I abandoned. <laughs> As Amissa is gunned down in an alleyway. Danny is like, fuck that noise, and is out. <laughs> I have real people to save. <laughs> well, then, you know, that's... It's one of those things that Danny doesn't have the compassion towards, you know, the other characters, like... Oh, I think that this episode must be done, because Audacity is doing something. Oh, no, it's still recording. Just for some reason, it switched tracks. Um, weird. Um, plus, you know, we're always fighting with our soft editing software, and you know, we're we're not uh, we're not rich, we're not famous, we're just people. And um, yeah, I think Amissa is definitely the most uh, sympathetic person in our empathetic. And I would say that Anna is probably one of the most empathetic people. I mean, Anna puts a lot of herself into all of her characters, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, Amissa hasn't, she's only knocked out one person. She hasn't killed a single person. She hasn't? No. She's knocked out one person with her fists. How's that make you feel? <laughs> Danny, yes, good cop. Danny's body uh, body counts almost in the double digits now. And how many she no, hit in the back? I only killed like three or four people. I'm gonna have to start marking how many she shoots in the back as they run away, though. Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're fleeing? Not today. <laughs> I didn't know smolder, why smolder. aim was so good. You were trained. <laughs> yeah. I know. Claiming to be this good. I didn't know I was this good. Ding. Well, I didn't know that blasters would kill people. <laughs> Doesn't everyone have uh, have strong armor to protect them and helmets? Can I get yeah. a stun setting for my blaster? 
Um, yes. <laughs> yes, you can. It's it's something that's in the Star Wars canon. You can you can go on and get a stun gun. I mean, oh. you're you have a stun baton. Yeah, but then I have to get close to people, and I'm not a close combat kind of person. You know, I mean, that's one of the things. Wait till they engage the hut, sneak up behind them, and I am stealthy. Yeah, and you know, so, but this has been kind of a lazy episode. Um, I appreciate anyone that listens to this, especially all the way to the end. Um, I hope you're enjoying Galaxy of Dice. Um, I'm enjoying putting it out there. Um, and you have all of our appreciation. I mean, you know, uh, we're starting to build a small community. Uh, I've gotten a few emails just saying, you know, that people enjoy the, the podcast, that, you know, they want to get into D&D and how do you do it. And the big thing is, I mean, you can, there's a lot of sites out there that you can, you can play D&D. You can do free games on those sites, or you can pay. Um, I've thought about doing some paid DMing myself, but I mean, I need well, to buy some modules. And I've no, thought about it too, but I don't have the time. I, yeah, that's how really we where it started is. out. Is you know, we got the D and D starter kit and did the starter adventure. You know, and yep. That's and why we've all rotated and DMing, and each of us have, you know, our strengths and weaknesses. And yeah, I mean, one of my my biggest strengths is uh, that I am really good at thinking on the fly, of just throwing things out there. That's my biggest weakness. And just kind of letting letting it roll. Um, what I would anybody that wants to DM, what I would say is, you know, um, if you have a hard time thinking of content. Definitely go for the modules. Uh, the modules allow you something to read th- through. You don't have to set your campaign in the module, but you can still have like you can still do the story in the module outside of uh, oh, yeah. building the story. Take a book that you've read, or yeah, take a book that you've read that you've enjoyed. That you've watched an episode of a show. Yeah, yeah, it's the the modules are a great starting point. Uh, jumping into that. The modules are a great starting point. If you don't know what you want to do, or hell, even if you just haven't had time to to prepare for your, you know, campaign this week, you take one of those free modules that you find online, you use it, or adapt it to what you've already got in your campaign setting. If you've been fighting orcs, and you find one that you're going to be fighting, you know, Grung, just change them out to orcs, and boom, you're done. You can still use the map, the cave, as long as it's equivalent to CR, it's all going to be pretty relative, so... Hi. Oh, did you... Yeah, you worked your ear off again? Yeah, it's, it's okay to play time. as a family. Yeah, play with your kids. I'd say, um, uh, if you're a dad that wants to, or a mom that wants to DM, you know, that wants to, wants to play, get your... I mean, even your... Be prepared for silliness. Don't try to have, like... A serious campaign. Don't. Yeah, kids are never gonna be serious. John Paul, stop it. Nope. Stop. Nope. No. Um. Oh. Kids are never gonna be serious. Let them do the weird stuff. Let them try and jump through walls and pick up garbage out of a garbage pile and stick it in their pockets and then later throw it at your face. Be a paladin that wants to poison people. <laughs> what was that one? Uh, that was, I think, your campaign where the, all of the boys were involved. Oh, uh, yeah. All, uh, it was yeah. my oldest. All our teenage <laughs> boys just... It's like, oh, I'm going to be a paladin. I want to poison these people. Excuse you, me? Okay, I guess... Uh, <laughs> what's your god again? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, he, it wasn't a... <laughs> wasn't one, he, I, he was a, dev, uh, a devout one. He was the warrior priest. So that was completely... <laughs> like, all right... Warrior Priest of Poisoning Innocence. Got it. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thank you again. And uh, we hope that you uh, continue to come with us. And we hope eventually that you can help support us and help us grow even more. Tell your tell your friends. Um, even if you just find us moderately entertaining. Just tell everybody you know. Tell, us, tell them to give us a listen. Um, Check us out. 
check us out. Do uh, I'm on TikTok at uh, at Dark Lord Johnny. I'm gonna start doing more D and D and Star Wars Five E stuff. Um, send us an email at galaxyofdice at gmail.com. Right, yeah, forgive our poor. I mean, right now we're running off of one mic um, between five people because mics are expensive. Audio equipment's expensive. Editors are expensive. And we're not Joe Rogan. Yeah, we're not Joe Rogan. We're not. We're not Critical Role. We're not trying to be those things either. Um, I'm also. I'm obviously not a professional voice actor, no matter how I wish I could be. Um, But uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, May the force be with you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Galaxy of Dice. A special thanks to my players for making this possible. If you want to contact us, you can do so at galaxyofdice at gmail.com. For ad-free listening and to support us and help us grow, please find us on Patreon, where we will be doing all sorts of community-driven projects led by you. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen. I am your Dungeon Dark Lord, wishing you good rolls and exciting adventures. Until next time, 